Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Congratulations to Coach Jeff Raymeyer. This is his 600. If I hadn't, you know, my way, 36 years times 20 a year, you're supposed to have 720, so I'm kind of underperforming in my eyes. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's been a. It's been a great run. Uh, the program started from nothing in '84, and, and there's been a lot of people that contributed. Uh, you know, uh, athletes and town, the town's uh, youth program that got us to where we are. So, you know, this is certainly, a, you know, an award for the program more than it is just me. Oh, it means a lot. You know, so fortunate to be able to play in a town like this with such a great coach, uh, starting that program from nothing, building it to where it is today. You know, a lot of FCX, a lot of state championships. Just awesome to be a part of. How will you celebrate 600? Uh, go home and take a nap. I got this crazy uh, time of year. I get allergies and uh, you know, sign of old age, I guess. And I used to be able to play through all this, but, but uh, yeah, it's it's good. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the second episode of the newly named Long Stick Podcast, the Game Time CT High School Lacrosse Podcast with me, your host, Sean Patrick Boley, and my uh, cohort here, Michael Fornabio, the head high school lacrosse, boys lacrosse beat writer for Game Time CT. How you doing, Mike? What's up? Hanging in. How about you, Sean? Yeah, interesting week, uh, interesting night, actually, I should say. We uh, we saw the 600th victory by head coach, uh, Darian head coach, Jeff Bremeyer, uh, with an 18-6 to victory over, uh, over Wilton. Um, you know, we kind of saw this one coming down the pipe. He was getting really close, and uh, last night they, they didn't disappoint. They kind of took care of reeling Wilton early, and at the top of the show you could hear um, all the sights and sounds from that game, uh, including uh, Coach Braemeyer talking a bit about uh, how he was going to get himself a well-deserved nap uh, <laughs> after winning his, his 600th event. You know, when he win, you win 600 games and all these state championships and coach all these All-Americans like he has, you know, you can celebrate any, any way you, you please. Uh, it was nice to see the kids. They really came together. The program came together. Uh, the parents, they, they made T-shirts, uh, 600 Coach B. They got a nice banner. It was a, it was a very – it was a subdued celebration. I mean, he just kind of exhaled after the final horn uh, uh, sounded. And, uh, you know, it was just a lot of hugs and, and congratulations uh, across the board. So overall, Mike, just a great night of lacrosse. And uh, we're going to actually talk to the man, the myth, the legend, head coach Jeff Braemeyer. Jeff, how you doing? Thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me on. Uh, doing pretty well. A little, uh, little raspy voice from, 
you know, a lot of yelling and uh, you know, a lot of excitement. But it's uh, you know, all goes with the territory. Did you get that? Did you get a nice nap? I know that was the big. That's that was gonna how you were gonna celebrate last night. Did you get a nice sleep and a nice rest? Yeah, I can't can't say as I always uh, do a good job of sleeping very well after a night game. It's uh, you know, you're still a little wired and a little a little tough to to unwind and, and go to sleep. So yeah, I would say that I did not sleep real well last night, but. Uh, you know, I, uh, you know this this too will pass. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell me a little bit about. Uh, I mean, did you? I don't know how much you keep track of this stuff. I mean, I, I already you you become the all time winningest coach, uh, passing Howard Benedict uh, a few years ago. And uh, I mean, I don't know how much you knew about this uh, coming in, but when did you kind of get an idea that you were really approaching a, a six hundred? Ah, uh, well, yeah, they, we do keep an ongoing tally of of uh you know each season and the, and the total of of the program I, you know the the benefit of being the only coach in a program was you know I, I know the record for every year so it's kind of been on you know on our website uh you know and we knew that we needed to get you know six wins to hit that milestone and uh, as i you know said multiple times to the players in the last week or so this is it's not just about me. It's really, you know, about the total program and, you know, 600 wins for the program itself. Uh, you know, I just happen to be the only coach, in, you know, in the history of the program since it won varsity. So, you know, uh, I'm excited for, you know, what we've accomplished as, as, a, as a town and as, as a lacrosse program, both girls and boys, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, and, and just athletically in the town. It's such a tremendous sports town and, and uh, you know, we're happy to continue the tradition of success that we're, uh, you know, playing with here. Take me a little bit back to when you first started. Um, you know, you were coaching all sorts of sports. You were your phys ed teacher at, at Darien. Uh, you didn't you didn't play lacrosse. They didn't have one at Darien when you were there. Um, you know, what, take me back and, and how did you kind of get involved in this and 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 become a, a head boys lacrosse coach after you had not play, played it when you were younger. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I was obviously a you know a, not obviously I was a baseball guy. I was a football guy. And I played basketball in high school as well. So I, those are the three main sports that I focused on. Uh, you know, went to uh, you know get into teaching and, and coaching, and I was you know started right out of uh, right out of you know. Right out of college, teaching uh, PE and and uh, at the junior high level, and I coached football at the high school level for uh, you know my entire career there, uh, and and I was you know hoping hoping to coach uh, you know baseball, and I right. coached baseball for one year, and when I got my teaching job down at the in the junior high, I thought I'd be coaching junior high baseball, but I actually ended up coaching uh, you know girls track for five years at the junior high level and. <laughs> Uh, you know, short of it is, you know, after five years, uh, we went to a four-year high school and close to one of the junior highs, so I was given the opportunity to move to the high school, and the AD asked uh, if I'd be interested in in coaching boys lacrosse. Uh, you know, I was waiting for my own high school coach to, you know, retire from baseball, yeah. uh, and and he wasn't ready to get out, so I, I said yes, and, you know, kind of the rest is... is History, thirty-six years later. Did what did you know about the sport? Uh, very little. I, you know, I'd taken uh, you know lacrosse classes, and you know, uh, you know, in, in preparing for physical education, but never really had you know any experience with it. Um, when I first started, I was just you know lucky to be a guy that can 
teach, uh, you know, and, and I can, you know, teach, you know, techniques in sport, you know, in sport. And, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of challenged myself in other sports. I'd never done track before. I'd never done gymnastics before, but I coached the girls, girls track and girls gymnastics. So you just, you know, you, you become a student of, of the sport you're coaching. And, and so, you know, that's sort of the way I approached, uh, you know, the little lacrosse is, you know, got to kind of learn on the fly. I was fortunate uh, that, you know, in my own rights, that Darian also was in that position where they didn't know lacrosse, so I didn't have anybody telling me how to do things or, you know, that I wasn't, you know, knowledgeable enough, and I kind of grew as the program grew and, and, you know, kind of learned from uh, some of the, you know, the founding fathers of lacrosse in in Fairfield County, Guy Witten and and Howard Benedict. So I took a lot of uh, what they were doing and, and tried to mold it into some of the stuff that we needed to do at Darien to be successful. And, you know, it took a few years, but uh, by the time we hit the, the late 80s and early 90s, we were, you know, we were in the thick of it. Right. Uh, what, went, what, what was that first year like? Um, well, first two games were rude awakenings. I lost 22 to, to one and, uh, to both uh, uh, Norwalk and New Canaan. So, <laughs> You know, uh, it, it was, uh, you know, a statement as to where we, you know, were and, and where we had to go. But, uh, you know, we, we did win a couple games my first year, and then we won six games in the next two years. So, uh, you know, we, we got uh, out of the club mentality and into the, you know, athletic team mentality. That's what it, you know, that's what it really kind of took, um, you know, for for us to really uh, – make strides forward you needed to get the athletes to come out you needed to commit to the sport and you know i had the had the luxury of being a football coach so i was able to you know kind of recruit uh you know those kids over and and uh you know and then i had a good relationship with the hockey players so i got a lot of those guys coming out and as soon as we started getting athletes uh you know it, it snowballed into you know uh, being being able to be competitive yeah, I mean, it's fortunate. Dar- Darian's always had its share of athletes. I mean, I, I think athletes were obviously were not in short supply. It, it, is that about the short of it? Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's it's a it's a very competitive community. Uh, they they strive to be successful in everything they do. Not, you know, mm-hmm. ath- athletics is just a you know a, a measure of of you know that, and and you know we're we're obviously successful in in all you know almost every sport that we compete in in some way, shape, or form. I mean, you know, you just you can't just look at the uh, you know boys lacrosse. You know, obviously hockey's done very well, football's done very well. You know, we've had, had successful track programs, we've had successful girls athletic programs. Uh, you know, from you know, field hockey in, in the fall, swimming in the fall, cross country in the fall, and you get to, you know, and you get girls hockey in the winter, and then all the girls spring sports with, you know, lacrosse and softball was doing well, and and, yeah. and God forbid you forget volleyball because Gloria LaRusso <laughs> probably has a ton more wins and titles than than I'll ever have. So, uh, you know, she's she set the she set the the mark for you know what everybody's got to shoot for as far as you know league and state titles and you know in girls volleyball and now she's doing it on both girls and boys so it's yeah. a test, testament to what we have in the in the system you got a lot of a lot of great senior coaches that that kind of know how to get it done and they and they uh, put the kids through their paces what was like the the hardest thing to learn about lacrosse or what was the you know the toughest challenge for you or, or you know what was something that you know, really took a while for you to 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 get. I guess I suppose. 
I think uh, the team concepts uh, yeah. of you know how to teach um, you know uh, you know team offense and team defense. Uh, you know those were those were challenging. I could I could learn you know the individual skill set. I could you know, I could you know I learned very quickly how to teach a kid how to catch and throw and dodge and you know scoop ground balls and play one on one defense. But it was really learning how to teach kids how to how to run an offense, how to run a defense, and, and take advantage of other stuff. When we first started having early success, we really weren't a team offense. We were just taking the, you know a great athlete and, and having him go to the cage, or you know we used to be known as the, you know, and we still are, but, you know, but uh, you know we were known as a transition team. And if you could keep us out of transition, you know, uh, you had a chance to beat us. And and uh, you know that so that that was really. Uh, a lot of it, um, you know, and I think I thought when I first started, uh, lacrosse was really behind, you know, because it was a you know kind of relatively young sport right. in 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 many ways, but it was behind in sharing the wealth. Uh, there weren't cl- there weren't as many clinics out there where there's definitely was no you know obviously my, I started when there was no videos anyways, but <laughs> there was a very very little videos and and uh, and or books or playbooks or things you could you could. Uh, sink your teeth into and get a, you know, get a handle on. So you had to kind of, uh, you know, you know, learn from those that were doing it. You know, and I would became, you know, a guy that would go watch, uh, you know, Wilton and New Canaan play, watch what they were trying to do, and and you know, see if I could figure out what they were doing. Um, but you know, I think when when the college coaches started getting the idea of of sharing. Uh, you know, I became a little bit more knowledgeable. You know, uh-huh. guys like Bill Tierney, you yep. know, would put on a good, good clinic, and Dave Cottle. So when those guys started sharing their their wealth of knowledge, you know, it uh, it really helped me, and and that was when I feel like I started to really kind of get a better grasp of the game, and and uh, you know, I didn't feel like as much of a fledgling uh, lacrosse, uh, you know, knowledge guy. You know, I started really get a handle and and I think we you know that was probably where we really started taking off a little bit better was there a moment you said you know you by the late 80s you guys were starting to be competitive was there a moment when maybe you beat a guy Witten or maybe you beat a Howard Benedict or maybe you start to beat him consistency consistently uh was there a moment where you're like all right not uh, this was like a signature part of this was a signature moment for our program going forward yeah, it was '91, and, and the first year we beat uh, New Canaan uh, mm. in the state semifinals, and and we went to the state finals. That was clearly, uh, you know, uh, uh, our first, uh, you know, step in, you know, breaking into the, you know, into the big two. They were the, they were they were it, you know, when it when it came to lacrosse, and it was New Canaan and Wilton, and and then there was everybody else. So for us to you know, get into that conversation was a uh, you know a, a big move, and uh, we remained there. You know, we we got to the state finals for the next four years in a row. We didn't win, but uh, you know, we finally won our first state title in '97. But uh, you know, we got to the state finals in '91, '92, '93, '94. Uh, you know, and won our first FCAC in '92. Um, so you know, I think those were the those were the you know the building blocks that really got us you know into the into the conversation and then you know winning the state uh, winning the first state title in 97 got the monkey off our backs and and you know we've kind of moved forward from there and been, been on some great runs since uh, the mid 2000s 
what was winning that first title like? You know, it, geez, you look back at it now, I think 22 years ago, which, you know, uh, when you look at your long career, um, you know, it took a while to do it. But, uh, you know, what was it? You said you get the monkey off the back of me. Tell me a little bit about that game and, uh, you know, what it was like to win it. Well, you know, it was it, it, it was exciting and, and it was a great athletic group. Uh, we had some you know multiple multiple sport athletes that had won, you know, we had won football championships with uh, you know Ryan Damon and Todd Massa. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know were were tremendous athletes that that you look back. Jeff Cashman was a hockey player, lacrosse player. Um, you know, and then we had you know a bunch of other guys that that uh, you know really helped uh, you know set the stage for that in, in 97 you know but they had won you know football state championship in that fall so it was you know it was a great group of kids that knew how to win and compete and and uh, you know it was exciting but as as I alluded to it was getting the monkey off the back cuz yeah. you know we'd been to the we'd been to the state finals four you know four years in a row uh, and won FCX and then lost to to Wilton twice after beating him twice, you know. And so in other words, we you know we beat him in the regular season, beat him in the in the FCX, and then they you know they beat me in the finals or beat us in the finals, and and that was that's hard to take. When, yeah. You know, it, obviously that's the way our state works. You know, we have regular season and we have FCX and we have states, and you can have to beat you know somebody three times, and so, you know sometimes you just can't you know. It's hard to beat somebody three times, and and you know, and Wilton, uh, you know, figured us out and played zone against us, uh, you know, in a year where we should have won, and you know, that kind of stuff. So, you know, to get over that hump and get the, you know, uh, get that first state title, uh, you know, it, it it really started to, you know, make the program even, you know, bigger than it was, and you know, and, and we kept competing, and we won again, and you know, we didn't win again until 2000, um, and then. Then we finally won again in 2005, uh, and yeah. that was our first un- undefeated season. So, you know, once we hit 2005, I think the you know the program had already you know made its mark. But you know, to get that undefeated season and uh, you know they do it, and, and then we we went on a pretty good run from there. Yeah, I mean, you look at some of the guys you've coached with, you close to 90 all all Americans. Uh, you, you, you've coached. Uh, uh, 170 all-state players or thereabouts, uh, you know, 13 or 14 Connecticut players of the year. I mean, you've been lacrosse coach of the year five times. You just look back on it, and when when you remember yourself back in '84, and then you look at it, what everything that's accomplished. I mean, you just like wow. I mean, you just shake your head like I can't believe we've done this. Yeah, and and I think it it goes back to you know what I've constantly you know preaches that this this is a this is a community effort and it's you know certainly you know I'm proud to be steering the ship a little bit but you know it, it, it's got a lot of you know a lot of players uh, that have come through the you know the the program that have that have helped us build this thing got a lot of uh, you know hardworking townspeople that you know have contributed countless uh, volunteer hours and the DY lacks. Uh, program to to you know give us a feeder system that is you know state of the art and and you know one of the best in the country and and then you know we obviously have a, a town that supports athletics you know you yeah. look at our facilities now we've we've just gone leaps and bounds beyond uh you know anybody's imagination to have the kind of facility we have right now you know it it just helps us uh you know you know immensely to get to get to where we want to be every year you know and that's just vying for a league and state titles and you know uh, we've been fortunate to get our fair share you know like i said since 
since the you know you know the run that we made in in uh, you know in the early early 90s to you know to get to 2005 and go undefeated and and you know be SCAC and state champions two years in a row and you know that was you know that was what got it going. Yeah. Is there a, spe- a specific team team that really stands out? I mean, maybe the undefeated team is that that stand out to you as being one of the better ones? Well, you know, I think that you know everybody wants to compare. You know, we've we've had uh, multiple undefeated seasons, so you yeah. know it it, it uh, you know you can't really compare each one. And I think the I think the players that were on the earlier ones would you know like to say that they were tremendous and they were, uh, but the game is. The game is growing, and and the things that these kids are doing today, you know, I don't know if uh, the kids of yesteryear, you know, can yeah. compete. But in right. their in their own in their own time, they were they were phenomenal and great athletes, and a lot of them went on to great things in college, uh, you know. And Lee Zink was you know on the you know on that team that won in 2000, and and he went on to be you know uh, an All American at Maryland and and uh, play on the world team and. You know, so we've you know we've had tremendous players uh, you know through the years that went on to do great things in college. You know, in 2005 we had uh, you know Chris Madelon and, and Billy Hare who were you know went on to you know do things in college that were were great. And you know, yeah, I I, I if I started naming names, I yeah. I really would leave. I I know I'd leave somebody out, so I'd better stop there yeah. and just say. You know, it's been a history of great athletes and and committed players to help help make this uh, you know program a, a you know what it is a, you know, a tradition of success and excellence. So, you know, we're we're just uh, proud to you know continue the you know the the tradition, and that's what the challenge is for every every new year is the, you know you you don't want to let it slip because yep. once it starts slipping, it's it 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 can go way down if you if you're not careful and. Uh, you know, I think that we're we're comfortable where we're at. Uh, you know, we we have a you know a, a every year we get a new good freshman class coming in, and and it makes it exciting to see the history that you know the or not the history but the future, and that's you know this year's no different. I've got a great uh, you know 2022 class that's mm. just uh, you know got a lot of kids uh, you know that are talented and and some brothers from the 2016 class and. You know, I you know I think that uh, you know the future still is bright for Darian Lacrosse. You know, you talk about you know, some of the you know, things that players are, you're able to do now as opposed to yesteryear, but you know the the sport has, has obviously grown, especially in this state. I mean, we used to have just a handful of teams playing when you first started, and now we're spread across the state. You didn't have that. Um, you know, when you see other teams playing and and. Uh, other programs kind of thriving. I mean, like even teams like Glastonbury kind of showing up last year, and uh, and uh, and things like that. You know, what are the biggest differences from from then and to now, and and how, how much do you, do you, how much has the game changed? Well, I, I still think that uh, we have we have room to really grow uh, in the state as far as getting you know more consistency and competitive competition. Uh, you know, I'd I like to compare ourselves a bit more and more to Long Island, where, you know, there is just a, a you know an army of talented teams there. We, you know, we, you know, have great teams, but you, you know, you mentioned a couple. Glastonbury is a, a solid upstate team, and and uh, you know, you got Cheshire that's you know mm-hmm. won a couple state championships. You've got uh, Summers in the you know, Class S that's done very well. 
you know, you, you go uh, you know, the other direction and say you got New, New Fairfield's had a couple of great runs, and this, this year's no different. Um, but we need, I, I, I think we need more depth and breadth to, to really say that we're, you know, a state that's as good as, you know, in New York or as good as Pennsylvania or Maryland. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm proud that to see the growth that we've done in, in, you know, that short time, really, you know, when you look at it, there's, you know, a lot of states have been around for a long, long time, whereas, you know, Connecticut across the, you know, didn't have a sanctioned lacrosse program by the state until the mid '90s. Yeah. Um, you know, and and that, you know, that took some uh, finagling with the state. But once we did that, you know, the the floodgates opened, and we and and you know the the you know state of lacrosse in Connecticut grew. Uh, and that's that's what you want to see. You want to you know you want to foster growth. You want to foster knowledge. And and uh, you know I try and share as much as I can with. Uh, you know, putting on clinics and going and speaking at, at uh, you know, conventions. And, uh, you know, I, I feel very, uh, very much that it's my responsibility to, to, to help grow the game. And so, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, you know, I don't, I don't try and hide what we do. I try and let people, you know, see what we do because there's so much film out there now. Yeah. You just teach somebody to, you know, to help. And that's so I feel like I can, can pass the baton a little bit, you know, like like Dave Cottle and and Bill Tierney did, you know, for the likes of me. You know, I want to feel like I could share that for the younger coaches and you know, help them in any way possible. Not to go down this rabbit hole, but did do you do you like the current playoff format, or do you like the the way they used to do it with the two divisions, or maybe even three? Um, well, there's there's goods and bads to it. You know, when we first started we had a division one that was you know made for all the top programs and and then the division two was you know sort of a second tier level uh and and the kind of the feeling was you know if you won division two you were supposed to move up to division division one mm-hmm. uh you know when, when we got to you know the point of having about 75 teams you know it made sense to do what most of the other pro, you know, state, sports in the state were doing and that is have a classes mm-hmm. based on you know you know based on the enrollment and i and it worked for a while but it it definitely separated <clears throat> some of the good programs you know you, you know when we first went that route New Canaan, Wilton and Darien which were the th- big 3 you know in many ways were all in class M so nobody really minded and it gave other programs a chance to win a state title. Right. And I think Prep, you know, Prep was an example of that they were in Class L and and won their first state titles. You know, in Class L, where there was Darien, New Canaan, and Wilton weren't there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now you're in a situation where I don't want to say all the best teams, but a lot of the top teams are in, in Class L. And so I think that you know we have as close to a Division One. Uh, you know, in Class L as as you're going to get, uh, and it's just hard to, uh, you know, deal with. You know, I don't want to say bureaucracy, but you know, to make change uh, and figure out how to have, you know, uh, you know, uh, a D1, a D2, and a D3 or four or whatever. I, you know, I, I'm not sure we'd have a successful transition to that back to that. Hockey, hockey tries and and they do a good job, but you know I am not even sure how they make that work. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I I definitely don't like the basketball format. You know, where I, I'm not even I don't even know how how that operates, but it, you know where a team can you know kind of be placed before the start of a year where they're going to be. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think 
I think that's a little suspect. But, yeah. Uh, you know, that, that's not for me to judge. I, I'm not involved with it, and I know the coaches have done a lot of work to try and figure out, you know, their individual sport, as we did with lacrosse. And, and we've had that conversation uh, about divisions. And, and you know, right now I, I think that because we have, you know, a lot of the big guns in, in the uh, Class L Nobody's really squawking that much right now, right? You know, and and I think that we feel like the you know Class L is is a you know great event, and and you know for the Class Class M, you know you still have some you know guys like New Fairfield and Hand and that you know are are you know you know making their division competitive, and in the Class S you you know you still have Summers and and I think St. Joe's moved up, but you know that used to be Summers and St. Joe's, so. You know, it was giving it was giving teams you know a chance to you know make a run at states. Speaking of state championships, that one last year, that game last year, how long? I mean, will you ever get over that? And just tell, just take me through it, like losing that game last year. I mean, Roy, you know, obviously puts the stall in, and and they they worked it to perfection. You guys, your comeback just comes up short, but just the seventy game win, seventy six game win streak, and just to lose that game, how what how how did that feel? Well, I, you know, I, I, I think in some ways it was, you know, just a matter of time. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, uh, I tip my hat to Roy, and, and you know, he, he admitted, it, you know, it, nobody was going to like what he did to, to win the game, but, but it was his game plan to, and, and they, as you said, they, they did it to perfection. So, you know, I, I can't dwell on that. And, in, you know, I, I think uh, in some ways uh, – you know, it's it's a great learning ex- experience for you know me and my and my and the kids in my program. You know, and that was one of the things that I you know talked about last year was you know these kids that you know had gone through that long uh, you know win streak and and had not really experienced uh, you know uh, losing. You know, they had experienced tight games and and you know made comebacks in 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 you know real. You know, games where we thought we might be losing, and and the weight of the streak was was certainly there. But uh, you know, you know, losing is also part of you know part of a, a, a you know a sport experience. Right. And you know, I think that was uh, you know something that you know you have to you have to take it and, and run with it. And you know, uh, I think it took a you know weight off our shoulders a little bit that you know okay the streak was. A phenomenal streak. It wasn't the you know the best all time in the, in the country, but it, it ranks right up there in the top you know three or four, I think. But uh, right. you know we just had a great run, and uh, you know probably will be very difficult to ever match that again uh, for anybody. But uh, you know uh, you know because we have two of the longest win streaks you know in the state. You know I think we had a 34, and then you know lost three games, and then we won uh, you know 76. So, yeah. yeah. You know, that's so right. you know you you think you think about that and uh, and that you know you know in the last uh, since 2014 we've only lost five games, uh, so it's it's you know it's been I can't complain let's put it that way right. you know you know the lose you know but you know as I always tell the kids you know you end your season in a pile regardless of your record uh, you know that that makes your summer and and so you know. I know when I don't end my season in a pile, it's going to be an, yeah, a, a different summer, and it's going to be one of you know, I won't say regrets, but you know, kind of uh, you know, soul searching and and you know, figuring out okay, what do I do to get it back? And uh, that's where we're at right now. We're trying to figure out what we got to do to get 
that's his unit and, and win this time. Uh, just quickly on, on this year's group, um, you, you know, just tell me about uh, some of the kids, kids on your team. Yeah, obviously Hudson Corny and uh, Henry Feifel. Um, you know, obviously these guys are motivated to uh, to get, like you just said, get that one back, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a good senior group, uh, you know, and and I I don't think there's as much notoriety with the senior group as some of the years past. So there, everybody was, you know, having some, uh, you know, when I say everybody, the the bloggers and the writers and whatnot, you know, we're thinking, oh, Darian's going to take a step back this year, and and I think that the program it just knows that. There's guys that have just been waiting their turn, and and uh, you know, it's, and, and and often they just step up and make big plays. So you you know, you talk about on the offensive side, Hudson McCorney and and Henry Feifel, you know, and now we got Michael Medicus, uh, the third of the Medicus oh boys, to, so to many of you know come into that into that, and you know, and you saw last night, you know, that the fourth one's coming along as a freshman. So you know, we're we're fortunate that we always have somebody waiting in the lurks, uh, you know, and and you know, so under attack, we've got those those three plus Holt Matthias, Casey's younger brother, who's you know sophomore, ready to make his mark, and. You know we're we're a, a stable full of middies. I can't keep all my middies happy because there's just too many of them. But uh, you know we have Jackson Peters is a you know a Navy commit who's a great junior athlete, and uh, you know Tommy Hellman who's going to Air Force is just a you know two-way midi that gives us a lot of a uh, lot of you know, strength on both sides of the ball, and really a, a a selfless player. He really is just team first kind of kid and. And then you have uh, you know guys like Colin Rubenstein. He's a junior, uh, just came out of out of nowhere. You know, last year he was a second line midi on JV. Now he's a first line midi, uh, you know, on varsity. You know, he just is a typical example of what hard work, uh, you know, and maturation happens. You hear you hear a kid grew three inches over the summer. He worked hard, you know, not only in training but in you know in, in skill skill work and in, in physical work and. You know he's he's having a a good start to his uh, you know her, his varsity career and and making major contributions already and you know we have a second midline of of uh, of you know and I don't even call it second midline our other midline right. is, is three seniors you know and and you know Ryan Darby and and uh, Jack Bogdan and 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 Cooper Hancock so you know there's three seniors that you know really didn't see a lot of time. Uh, well, Ryan Darby did last year, but you know, the other two didn't see a lot of time. And, and Cooper Hancock was injured, so he didn't even play last year. You know, but he had a great football season as a quarterback, and I was excited to get him back. And you know, he's he's you know, making contributions. So you know, it's uh, and then you look at the defense, and you know, we've got Tyler Strube who started last year. He's our you know best uh, lockdown defender, and Sam Cragen was a backup as a as a sophomore, but now he stepped into a starting role, and then. You know, Pierce Hoyt is a senior who, you know, again, you know, nobody would know about him because, you know, he wasn't he wasn't in the big picture, you know, and, and you know, we talk about that all the time where, you know, some kids weren't even, you know, what you know, youth team A players, you know, and, uh, you know, this guy came from being on a youth team B level player and, and just busted his butt and now he's a tremendous, one, you know, team player and uh, making great contributions to us and, we have two senior long stick middies, uh, Connor Olson and and, uh, and Blake Seller. That yeah, boy, they're they're a one-two punch in the midfield. You know, we can run people ragged with those guys attacking them, and and uh, you know, and then you have uh, you know a sophomore goalie who you know backed up an All-American last year as a freshman, and and now it's his turn. And in uh, Andy Demopoulos, who you know has already had some you know stellar games in his young career, and then you know 
uh, we graduated our face-off kid, Tanner Strube, yeah. uh, and we had Matt Freeman, you know, as a senior, ready to step in. And he's had, you know, had a tremendous, uh, you know, start to his his varsity starting career. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of lot of names that uh, you wouldn't recognize, but they're all working hard. And, uh, you know, we still have a lot of big games left in the regular season. Uh, but, you know, as, as we already talked about it, you know, it comes down to, uh, you know, being ready for FCX and, and, you know, defending that title and then and hopefully getting into the state tournament and, and making our run there and, and ending the season on June 8th in a pile. Just circling back to last night, um, I, I saw that your son sent you a video congratulating you on on the milestone i thought you just you you can describe it because i it was hysterical it was great uh just just tell me about about that what what actually what well i'll I'll explain it basically he you guys are you guys live in wilton correct right we do yeah yeah, right so he won a a state championship at at, well they went on to win the state championship wilton did and uh so he said so he said Congratulations, Dad. I'm sorry I had to slow you down because they wanted it at their expense or, or in the state playoffs. So just, you know, what, what was that like? I thought that was great. Yeah, well, that was, you know, a tough thing for any kid to go through is, is you know, living in a town uh, where, you know, your dad coaches a rival, yeah. uh, you know, and, and you know, and, and then you're supposed to play there. And, and he had – uh, you know, the great opportunity to be a part of a, a state championship team in Wilton, and, and he was, a, you know, a big part of it despite, you know, coming off an ACL tear. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, you know, he's <clears throat> he he keeps throwing that back at me. Uh, you know, he's the last uh, last Wilton team to to beat us, and uh, and you know, and and yeah, rightly so. It was a good good. Uh, good experience for him and and uh you know tough for me as a father on uh to lose to him but <clears throat> but on the same token uh proud to be a father of, of a guy you know persevering through uh acl tear and 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 making major contributions to a state title so overall just a great night everybody i mean you even had hudson uh uh, Picorni and, and bringing out the T-shirts. I mean, just just really a special night. So now now we focus on the rest of the season. So, Coach, I really really appreciate you coming on with us. Congratulations, just an amazing career. We could go on and on, and we could talk lacrosse all day. We could do only X's and O's, but I know your time is short. So, um, good luck the rest of the way, and we appreciate you coming on with us. No problem. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks a lot for all your support. Thank you very much, Coach. All right, man, Mike. I could talk to Coach Bramar all day. I mean, he's just a guy. Just. I, I find it fascinating. He, he didn't play, and he just took it upon himself to to learn the game just because he couldn't get a head right. baseball job. I was, well, I'll try this lacrosse stuff, you know. And, and it you kind of wonder what what might have been if that baseball job. Was oh, open. Yeah. <laughs> there, there it, history would be uh, a a lot different. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. just the job that he's done there is tremendous. They are the standard. I mean, everyone's chasing them. And yep. Canons, the the Wiltons, the you know the Greenwiches and the Ridgefields and. Uh, it's just a testament to the program, uh, what, what they've been able to do. I mean, 76 wins in a row. I mean, that's like UConn women worthy. I mean, they, they are basically the UConn women of the of the lacrosse world. And actually coming off a, 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 a tough loss this year, I think when you look around the state and uh, you know, just the way everything's kind of been playing out so far, they look like the, they look like they're going to be the team to beat once really again. Do. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I happened to see Wilton the other night, and, uh, you know, you look at what they got, and then you look at that score last night, and it's just, well, yeah, they're, they're – uh, 
there that cut above one more time. Yeah, I mean, well, Wilton's had its issues. I mean, Wilton's, I think they're one and seven now. And yeah, after that, close with almost everybody else. But, yeah, so. but, I mean, they were missing. You know, they were missing a, a few of their top guys. Uh, Shriver, their their uh, their their all American defenseman and uh, and face off guy. He he was out, and they had another guy out, and uh, it Wilton just can't catch a break. I mean, they lost all those games by one goal, and uh, you know that's a really really it's been a really tough go for them. Mm. Um, and that, that could not have been easy last night, uh, losing like that to, you know, it was running time in the second half mm-hmm. and, uh, that couldn't have been easy for them. But, uh, you know, th- listen, there's a lot of, a lot of lacrosse left and, uh, but I, again, I, I think, uh, coach Braymeyer's team is, is the one to beat. So, so Mike, you, uh, you, you got out to see, see a few games, uh, uh last weekend, uh, you know, how to, welcome to the season. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Uh, just you know, what was your take uh, from some of those games? Tell us about some of the th- you uh, you saw Fairfield Prep beat uh, Wilton. Did. Uh, what was it? Ten six. They were kind of a back seesaw game a little bit. Yeah, Prep had a lot of early, had most of the early possession first uh, quarter. Or so Schreiber got on faceoffs and kind of evened that out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it seems like uh, it seems like he and uh, and uh, Andrew Calabrese are kind of the the big equalizers for them. And, uh, you know, they, they did their best to kind of equalize it. And, they, they you know, Prep had that lead, jumped out. Wilton came all the way back, tied it up, and then Prep kind of took it back in, uh, in the second half. That victory. game, very spread out offense for, the, for, uh, for Prep. And, um, you know, they look good. They got all those weapons, and a lot of them were, uh, were firing pretty good. And, and, uh, and uh, Finn O'Connor and goal was, was very good as well for the Jesuits. They look like a pretty solid team. Yeah, I mean, last night, you know, they uh, they played uh, Massapequa from Long Island. They mm-hmm. came in there 3-3 three, three at halftime, and uh, then Massapequa just, just bowled away from them, uh, going up 8-4 eight, eight, at one point, I, I believe it was, or 8-3. It, it was uh, so prep. I think a lot of the – you look around the statement, you talk about the Brunswick game. I mean, listen, Brunswick is just at another – just completely another level. I mean, it's not – I don't know if it's special as last year's team, um, but uh, they dismantled uh, New Canaan. Um, I mean, again, it was a, it was a close game, and then they just pulled – they just kind of pulled away a little bit there. Um, you just look around the state uh, – I don't know if it's really been a strong. I don't think this is the strongest season Connecticut's had. I think we we, we graduated a lot yeah, of guys. I feel like it, yeah. I mean, they're kind of getting there. You know, Manhasset beat Darien. Uh, you have St. Anthony's beating up on New Fairfield and beating up on New Canaan, and uh, Fairfield Prep losing to to uh, Massapequa last night. I mean, we had a few out of out of, out of state wins, but I, the, right now, I mean, New York is just kind of kicking Connecticut around a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Um, I think Barlow beat Wanta though, which for the first time in a while. So there's, there's one. There's glimmers of yeah, hope. Glimmers there. I just don't think. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just getting the sense that you know, uh, you know, Wilton struggling. Yes, Darien beat Yorktown, but then they they, they lose to Manhattan. I mean, they, again, uh, I, I don't know if it's it's this has been a especially this is shaping up to be an especially strong season uh, for for Connecticut. But we're just going to kind of look inward a little bit. We're just going to worry about ourselves. Yeah, there those the, winning those matchups are nice, but when when you come down to it, the game's the thing. And you know, winning the state championship is, is the is the goal. And right now, you know, you, you look at Darien, and I've, I've seen. All the team, well, almost almost all the teams in the top ten this week, and uh, and right now they just there's just there's just no peer. And I don't. And as Coach uh, Braymeyer said, it may not be their strongest. I mean, it may not be. I think it's not their strongest team they've had, but it's certainly they're the best one in Connecticut right now. Yep. And like you said, they just reload. You know, you yeah. might not know those names, but they've they've been working hard and they're pretty good. And they just keep coming and coming and coming. And they 
they got somebody at every position. It's amazing. Speaking of the top ten, let's. Uh, it's, it's been a few days since uh, the top ten dropped. A couple days now, so there's a lot of things that have been happening since then. But uh, we're going to take a quick look at it, and um, and obviously Darianne number one sitting there with 15 first place votes. Uh, you know they lost them in has at 10, 10 to five, but uh, that was their that was the end of their 53 game regular regular season win streak. Um, but uh, you know coming back and, and just kind of beating up. Wilton just kind of shows where that where they are as far as the state. Number two is Ridgefield, which uh, you know it's been kind of an interesting season so far for for Ridgefield. I mean, they were down. I saw them against Greenwich, and they were down and uh, had to uh, had to rally to win that game. And then they actually pulled do, did the stall offense in the second half to kind of to keep Greenwich at bay. But they're sitting there at number two, Fairfield Prep, based on that. 10-6 win over Wilton, they kind of jumped up into a second-place tie, and that's just the way it worked out. Um, and and so, so now you have the tie at number two between Ridgefield and Fairfield Prep. Um, going down a bit, you see New Cannon at number four. Uh, yeah, they lost to New, they, they lost to Brunswick 19-9, but I, I don't I don't see very many teams. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. That's that's quite a team. They got a lot of a lot of players. They also lost a, a couple days later to Avon Old Farms. So I mean, like I said. It, that that does those games don't count as far as the CIAC is concerned. So good for New Canada to kind of get that get those out of the way and see see where they stand. Um, number five is Glastonbury sitting there. They're still undefeated. Uh, they play Cheshire on Saturday, which is probably going to be a rainy day. And speaking of which, I have not seen one lacrosse game where there were where, where it was sunny, no. like at least. Or I mean, yesterday it rained for the beginning of the Fairfield Prep game, and it was just damp for the uh, the the new Fairfield game, which I saw, and then the Darien game later. So I, I need a good sunny day there. It does not look like we're going to get one uh, in the, in the near future. Anyway, so, so Glastonbury they play Cheshire. That should be a, another good barometer for, barometer for them. Uh, still, they're undefeated, so they're looking pretty good. Uh, Number seven coming up in a week too. That'll be interesting. Who they have coming up? They got New Canaan in a week on the twenty seventh. Which should be fascinating. We'll see just how good Glastonbury is uh, compared to the rest of the state. Uh, number six is New Fairfield, which I, I stopped over to see them play. Uh, number nine uh, Weston, which made its uh, pole debut this this uh, this week, and after a seventeen to four victory, uh, I don't know if <laughs> Weston's going to be hanging around in the top ten. And they uh, they lost to Newtown earlier in the week as well. What was that? Sweet? Yeah, so Newtown beats them. Newtown with debuts at number ten, and uh, and then New Fairfield just really flexing its muscle. And you talk about teams to beat, and uh, and, and and right now I think them them in Class M and them in the SWC. Obviously, uh, I saw Liam Ford and those guys. They were just tremendous in Weston, which is a, a typically strong program. It just had no answers for them. Um, moving down a little bit, Staples uh, comes in at number seven. Their only loss was to Glastonbury, and they beat Greenwich the other day, and uh, and they beat Trumbull last night. Um, so they're sitting, there, they're looking, you know, quietly look, sitting there at number seven. And they'll go to Ridgefield on Tuesday, which should be fun. Oh well, there you go. There's a there's an interesting game. Uh, and number eight is uh, Greenwich. Which is kind of falling off a little bit since uh, we last saw them, and I was kind of stunned by that. They 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 played well against Ridgefield, and then they turn around, they play St. Joseph, which we haven't talked about all season, right. uh, and they and they get I don't want to say smoked, but it was convincing victory. I St. Joe got on them really early, and they won twelve to six. So uh, 
I don't know quite where where Grench is. They're kind of in a in a little bit of flux here. Then they lose to Staples the other last night. Then you have Weston at number nine. Uh, they lost two back to back games. And you have Newtown here uh, bringing up the rear at number ten. Uh, Wilton did drop out. They are one and seven, and uh, they got some soul searching to do over there, especially with some of the injuries they had. Another another team um, that was in the top ten to start the season was was Hand. And they lost to Xavier last night. So I think the hierarchy right now in the SEC looks like Fairfield Prep number one in the SEC. And then you, you, you move down to, I think, Xavier was, is probably looking like the, the second best program there. Well, being Gil- and Guilford's playing pretty well as well, which could be interesting. they got a lot of weapons. Uh, and I uh, talked to Brian White the other day. He said they're playing pretty well defensively as well. So that could be interesting. Yeah, so hopefully maybe uh, Guilford kind of throws its hat into the ring. you got Delucia, as, as we've mentioned before. Um, we have, they haven't really played that big game yet. Right. And uh, those, are, I assume, they're, are coming. They're coming very quickly. Uh, they've got a good little run going on. I think, I think if I remember right, they kind of it's kind of an ascending little run. they got Notre Dame, West Haven, then they've got Hand, then they've got Newtown, then they got Prep in their next four games over the next uh, week and a half or so. Again, like I said, I really – it just doesn't feel like – I'm waiting for some – I'm waiting for some – Something. <laughs> Darian and everybody else? Yeah, I mean, right now it looks like Darian and, and L and, and, and New Fairfield and Class M. And then you have Summers over there in Class S. They're undefeated, and they had a couple of, of good victories uh, this week. So they're the class, and they are the class of the the northern teams. Uh, maybe them and Glastonbury are the, mm-hmm. the, the, the class of the northern teams. It just seems like a lot of parody. I talked to a few guys, and I hate to use that word. I hate to say, like, oh, it's parody, parody. But it, it, there isn't, other than Darianne, maybe, you know, those top three in each of those classes, you want to look toward the state championships already. Um, other than those three in those classes, those, those, they're far and away the best teams in the state. We've but, had some years like that with hockey where it's just, you know, there's one team up top, and then everybody else can beat everybody else. And it's like, what do you do with the pole? That's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just right. throw the names up in the air and see which 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 order they land. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Um, so I mean, listen, that doesn't mean that there won't be any surprises. I'm sure we're going to have plenty of surprises. But in the early going, it, it looks like just uh, it, teams still trying to figure themselves out, and you know, not, maybe not the best of seasons, but uh, but hopefully there'll be some some surprises coming up. Um, Competitive is always fun, though. You gotta love that when you don't. When you walk into the game, and you don't know who's gonna win. It's always fun. I I prefer it. I mean, I I like to, I like to see, uh, I like to see teams. Yeah, I like you know, I like to see a little variety. I like mm. to see some upsets during the season. I don't like to see teams going on seventy games win streaks. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting. Don't get me wrong. That that that's interesting as well. Looking ahead, all right. It's the Easter weekend, so I, I can't imagine there are a, a whole heck of a lot of games going on. What 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 should be looking out? What should we be looking out for? There's a few coming up. We got Glastonbury at Cheshire on Saturday, which should be, uh, you know, the Rams are young, but uh, it should be, you know, they're always they're always game, they're always competitive, so that should be fun. Uh, St. Joe's, let's see what they are. They got New Canaan on Saturday afternoon. That uh, right, be Com- interesting. Um, coming off that win against uh, uh, dismantling of uh, of Greenwich. Of yeah, we'll have to see where where they stand against the likes yeah, of a New Canaan. I mean, the, again, they, the FCAC it's always tough. You know, it, it seems like St. Joe's is always there at the end in Class S as long as they were able to get the, the wins they needed to get in the FCAC. I mean, they started the season off one and uh, one and two. They, they they beat Fitch and then they they promptly lost to Fairfield Ward twelve to five, and then Trumbull at twelve to twelve to eleven. Mm-hmm. But they have won since won three straight with a seventeen three victory over Norwalk. 
the 12-6 victory over Greenwich, and then they had to, they had to pull out a squeaker on the road against Avon, 8-7. So, that, you know, I, I, I think, you know, we, we talk about uh, the maybe the dominance of Connecticut isn't what it should be at, at this point. Uh, this this season, but I think overall you, you start you see it I, again. Ludlow went up to Connor. We talked to uh, uh, Chris Parisi last week, and I in my head I'm throwing like I'm giving them a win over Connor. They turn around, they lost in overtime. <laughs> so, so I you know I think that this is a a, a a time where if you're a northern team and you want to make some moves, man, this is the year to do it. Uh, I just don't think it's just over, strong overall. But they, there is a a wide swath of parity this year. It seems like. Um, I mean, St. Joseph, we forget about this. St. Joseph plays New, at, New, at New Canaan, and then they have to play host Darien mm. uh, on Tuesday. So that'll be fascinating to see where they stand. Um, it looks like they got their stuff together. But that Darien. It's an interesting run, actually. You got New Canaan, Darien, St. Paul's got a pretty good offense. Wilton, see where they are. It's, it's a nice little four game stretch there. Yeah, really nice. And they're all at home, though. Mm. They, they play one, two, three, four, five, six straight games. Yeah. Beginning Tuesday versus Darien, that's the, that's April twenty third, and ending May eleventh versus Saint Dominic's of New York, which I don't know anything about. But um, they play, and they, they actually play beginning with that Darien. Not only six straight games, they play six. So they play seven out of eight mm. all at home to end the season. Whereas they started the year, they played three home games, one two, and then they play four away games. They don't have a lot of away games. They play mostly. I mean, it's only a sixteen game schedule. Um, or in their in their case, fifteen, right? So that's a I want to say favorable schedule for St. Joseph, but it's an interesting one at, at least. Um, what other games are we looking at for this week? I believe we got Hand and Barlow on Saturday as well, which is uh, they played most of the last few years, I believe, and uh, usually a competitive game. And you know, a couple teams that are usually there at the end in uh, in Class M. I think they've played at least once in the playoffs, so that should be fun. That should uh, be interesting. See where those teams stack up. So I think we'll call that a podcast. Thanks for Jeff Braymar to share his thoughts about his uh, 600th victory with us. Um, you know, a really interesting uh, week coming up, you know, uh, despite the it being Easter weekend. You know, St. Uh, Joe, New Canaan, uh, Glastonbury, Cheshire. And then we, we jump right in uh, to some big games next week. You know, St. Joe, Darien, uh, Fairfield Prep, Xavier. I think we're going to be looking at that one as well. Um, and then, obviously, we'll, we'll, we'll see where we go from there. So, for Michael Fornabio, I'm Sean Patrick Boley. Thanks for joining the Longstick Podcast. We'll see you next week.